This is the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. This is the Thursday show or the day-day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you know by now, this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff that's going on in your life. And today, ladies, it's a day that we set aside for you. It's interesting, Paula, that most often men call on this day rather than women. So I don't know what that means or what that says, but they're the ones that call. We'd love to have your input. All you have to do is dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. We can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you, sweetie. What's up? Well, I was just thinking um, when you said that more men call on this day than women because you know that I believe strongly that if the men will walk after the Lord, the whole dynamic of their family changes. So praise God that the men are listening and, and, and wanting to be like Christ. But I'm, I was looking because in one of my scriptures it says, All my sons... And in the NIV, it says children, but in, in another one, it says, all your sons will be taught by the Lord, and great will be your children's peace. And so, okay, men, bring it. <laughs> you want to be more like Christ, and that's the best possible thing. Um, and if you are married and you're listening to this show, your wives are in the background going, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, thank you that you um, are wanting to be more like Christ, and we can all benefit from it. You know, when we um, we would have family members come here, and then um, people from other churches, mostly women, because it seemed like back in the day, it seemed like it's mostly women who are going to church. And yet, when they came to Calvary Chapel San Antonio, it was like, the men are the leaders here. And we were like, yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. But in too many churches, it wasn't that way. And so um, men stepping up, that's all right. Keep it up. Yeah. So, okay. So that was my little two cents for the, the men who are calling. But I do invite the ladies to call as well because, you know. We are supposed to be our men's biggest cheerleaders. And like I'm saying, guys, they're in the background going, yes, yes. Um, And so I wanted to talk about, Pastor Ron, you guys just came back from your men's retreat. And, you know, when we come back from our women's retreat, I have a panel, a plethora (laughs) of ladies who um, talk about their experiences there. And so... We heard, we heard Gino on Sunday morning, and he was talking about what if Christianity is a lie. And, of course, we know it's not. And he went into great detail and explained, you know, all the what's and the whys. 
But while you guys were at the retreat, I know you taught, and I know it was choices, but what was that? I don't want to talk about what I said. <laughs> Come on, man. Because he... <laughs> <laughs> Choices. What kind of choices did you did you guys talk about? Just the, 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 the biblical choices that are set before us every day. See, one of the frustrating things for me, and I think for any pastor, is we teach the Bible, um, and we're teaching it by and large to people who agree with it. I mean, the people who would say, yes, I believe the Bible is the Word of God. But then they don't let what they hear change them. And um, so uh, I talked in the context of these are the very last days. Mm-hmm. And and it, it means, men, that we've got choices to make, choices to be uh, more consistent in our walk with Jesus so that our family members um, uh, see Jesus, see Christ in us, uh, choices to be uh, more loving husbands, choices to be... Um, um, steadier as parents, more consistently standing with and for Jesus. Um, uh, I use Joshua as for me in my house. Mm-hmm. We'll serve the Lord. Um, but but choices to, to, to turn away from sin and, and to, to embrace the pursuit of holiness. Um, choices to, 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 to be better employees, not complaining like people in the world do, but just choices that, that I wanted to deal with on that particular weekend. I said, everything can change from this day forward if you change, mm-hmm. but you've got to change. And and really my challenge to them was to to be different. Now, you know, we talk about this every men's retreat. I'm sure you do it at every women's retreat. Mm-hmm. You say, well, you know, the same person who got here doesn't have to go home and people get excited because the Spirit's moving and God is speaking to them. The problem is, is they're not enduring changes mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I challenge them to make this a once forever decision that, that we're going to follow Jesus. I said, if you have to go home and make some apologies, do that. Don't apologize if I did this or if I did that or, well, if you were hurt by what I said. or None of that. Just, I'm sorry, I blew it. Mm-hmm. Just, just accept the responsibility for the condition of your family's life. And um, I wanted to challenge him, and and we saw Paula, the Spirit, really move. Um, um, the the afterglow, as I said on an earlier program this week, is sort of the culmination of our. It's late Friday night, the culmination of our retreat, and it's where we give the men a chance to stand up and say, "This is what God is dealing with me on. This is what I have to change, and this is who I've decided to be." Kind of thing. And in this particular afterglow, we saw several of the men get saved. Mm. Um, um, it just, just you know, whatever the Spirit was doing, we wanted to be there and do it. But I was challenging them not to have this be just sort of a spiritual experience that they get over, but 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 an event that literally changes their lives from this point forward. Sweet, sweet. I looked on the website to um, see if the teachings from your men's retreat were there. Um, and not yet, you know. And you guys had almost two hundred or two hundred men go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is amazing and awesome. But now, you know, it's a competition every year. <laughs> but you did, you guys didn't have one last year. Well, we were able to have both of ours for the last couple of years. Yeah, and, the, and and you really can't judge on on how many people attend. This has been a weird two years. Yeah, uh, two thousand nineteen when we were canceled. Uh, you had a huge turnout, but it was just before the COVID thing. It was in March. Mm-hmm. I think the next week when you got back is when everything yeah. kind of When we came back exploded. on Saturday, that next Monday, no. Er- everything was closed. Everything was yeah. off. Yeah. And um, 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 this year, um, uh, I know you guys uh, went, and, and, you know, typically women um, go way more to these things than men do. Uh, that's not been the case here. I mean, I, I think I think more ladies always go, but it's very close, and it demonstrates that we've really got men who are excited about going. The other thing that was really um, uh, encouraging to me is that a lot of men invited friends, family members, and co-workers. Yeah. Uh, we had one guy, I must have had uh, four or five family members sitting in the row with him, and, and three of them got saved. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was just... Th- 
the kind of event that you want people to go get away from all the cares of this world. Uh, we were so far in the country, we couldn't get phone service for the most part and, and things. And it was really a good time. It was a really good time. We had some young men there. We've opened our men's retreats up to uh, high schoolers. Um, nice, so, great. Sons of, yeah. of, 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 of uh, some of the parents in our church. So it's a time where fathers and sons can go. The neat thing about that, Paula, was it's not the father and the son just hanging out all the time and the father, you know, mm-hmm. speaking to the son. Uh, but the, the, the kids are hanging out. Some of the sons are serving. Um, the, the dads are, are, are being dealt with by Jesus. So it's really a good time that we had. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a great time. We had one situation. Uh, Sam was think, talking about this in the announcements this past weekend at church. Um, there was a, a, a smaller youth retreat at the same camp. And uh, and some of the kids were, were walking around by where our building was. Mm-hmm. And one of them stopped him as he was packing up, getting ready to go, and said, what was that? I heard, like, all these men singing. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and men singing with all of their hearts. In fact, the very first comment we had at our afterglow was Pastor Lane. And he said, he said, men, to, to hear you singing like this with all of your hearts so robustly, mm-hmm. uh, he, he said, it, that's an amazing thing. Why don't you sing like that at church? Yeah. And he challenged them yeah. all to sing yeah. uh, at church that mm-hmm. way. And, mm-hmm. and so it was just, it was a, a, a really, really productive retreat. And uh, we'll see how enduring the changes are. Yeah. That's always the challenge because the world... Um, is waiting. Yeah. You know, I closed the the uh, the retreat the way I always do in Acts chapter twenty eight mm-hmm. when Paul after the the sea uh, the the uh, shipwreck after all of the oh, yeah. we're gonna die out here not eating all those things uh, they think they're gonna die and Paul tells them an angel Lord appeared to me and said if you stay on the ship you'll be saved but that's the only way you're gonna be saved. And then when they got out, it's like they're on this island called Malta, and it's just they got a deep breath. We finally made it safe, and Paul is is uh, putting some fire, uh, putting some wood on the fire, and and a, a, a asp lashes out of the fire mm-hmm. and attaches to his hands. Everything he's going to kill him. And I told him, I said, "There's snakes waiting for you down there. Oh, yeah. There's snakes." And then the worst thing in the whole weekend. <laughs> Was I was going back to my room just to get my suitcase and stuff oh, for yeah. the car, and uh, Pastor Gino uh, said, "Oh look, there's a brown recluse spider hanging from your door," and I can't see stuff, mm-hmm. and especially stuff I can't see scares me, and I'm not thrilled about spiders anyway. I know, and, and I just I was living with that for the whole weekend. I can't believe that, and I didn't get bit, thank the Lord. But but uh, it it just it was a good. Illustration. I'll probably use that next year when I close the retreat. <laughs> you know, there's always a snake waiting. The, the world that you're returning to is the same as it was when you left. And the problems that were there are still going to be there. And the challenge is how are you going to respond to uh, the same world that you left? Are you going to be different? Or are you going to fall back into the old patterns mm-hmm. of, of uh, habit that you have run away from here mm-hmm. because Jesus touched your heart? Yeah. That's awesome. See, I know beyond just me, others love hearing those kinds of things. So thank you very much for sharing on my show today, Pastor Rock. <laughs> yeah, just, the retreat's not about me. I, I, I'm just privileged to go. And um, it, it was, it was. I have all kinds of conversations at the retreat uh, from men, God's working in their heart. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just get to, to to share my heart with, with the men. That's a neat thing. Yeah. And your retreat theme for now until Forever. Jesus comes back is just be with Jesus. And then and, my then my, our retreat themes, because we're going to be with Jesus, uh-huh. be say, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> you know, we say things like, it's all about Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. But we don't do that. So I want to remind people, Jesus is real. He loves you. He's your friend. He wants to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And you've got to come to him on his terms, of course. But um, I, want, I want that relationship part to be so real that men never forget it. So we're never going to change our retreat theme. Okay. Well, our pastor's wives retreat theme this year 
You want to guess what it is? Just be with Jesus. You know what it is. We just decided what to. What took you ladies so long <laughs> to finally get the inspiration? <laughs> I tell you all the time, just tell me something 21 times and I'll get it. So I guess I've heard just be with Jesus more than 21 times, but we're going to um, have our, just the Calvary Chapel San Antonio pastor's wives, we get a, we get to get away for, you know, three days. And our, our retreat theme is Just Be With Jesus. And so that's that's coming up pretty soon. October, um, yeah, the first couple of days of October. After third service, we'll leave, and we'll be back before Wednesday service. I think that's really cool. We don't like to miss church. That's why we even have our, <laughs> our women's retreats Thursday through Saturday. And when the men are gone, we don't have Friday night church. And when the women are gone, we don't have Friday night church. So we don't have to worry about missing anything. So thank you so much. But yeah, so I'm going to be teaching, talking about God's word and being in it. My teaching will be Psalm 23. And it just happens that, you know, I read a Proverbs and a Psalm every day, um, at least a Psalm, but a Proverbs every day and a couple of Psalms. But today is my Psalm, um, Psalm 23. I'm talking about the word and then even the stand with the theme of your men's retreat and talking about the word being what changes. The Lord is my shepherd. And if he's the shepherd, he's the one leading and caring. Um, And so the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And as you're talking about the men, you know, so often you guys think you have to be the be everything, you know, Oh, I go out and hunt and fish and bring the food back, you know, kind of thing. Rise, kill, and eat. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we're, we're thankful. But, you know, the real Christian is kind of looking, no offense, Pastor Ron, but you're the under-roar. So we're looking to the over-roar, the Lord as our shepherd, and thankful that that's what you believe as well. Just be with Jesus. So the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. This one is one of my favorites. Let me stop there. The, 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 the I like nothing or, or I like the King James just because that's just a classic mm-hmm. reading of it. I shall not want. Yeah. And that's that's Paul's um, exhortation to us uh, to learn the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, when we have what we what we think we need or whether we don't, but but learning to be content. And the truth is, if if we all look back honestly... Um, the Lord has cared for us. We we make it from one day to the next. We have everything we need to to survive, and I believe spiritually to thrive. And yet we're so focused on the things that we don't have. And uh, I think uh, when when David wrote that, uh, "I shall not want," I think that was a great statement of confidence from a man who'd who'd spent ten years running from King Saul, hiding in a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, a man who'd been restored from so many failures. And basically what he said, I, I can look back now. He wrote this psalm, by the way, as an, as an old man. Mm. And uh, I think basically he's just saying, um, you know, God, you have provided everything that I need. There were times I thought I needed things. You've provided everything that I need. Um, you've done it in the past, therefore you will do it in the future. And um, I think that's a, one of the keys to a contented Christian life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. My next, I love that, but my next one is, he makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, there's so many times where we're running <laughs> willy-nilly. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> who, who are you? I couldn't believe you said that. I can't either. It just came to my head. So we're we're running, you know, around like chickens with no head, and I, and I know what that looks like. My grandma would catch the chicken. We're the pastor. They say flim flam. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who says these things? <laughs> Maybe that's where the willy nilly came yeah. in. But anyway, he makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, in the sometimes you'll look at because we like to watch golf. You'll look at the the turf. Of the and it just looks like freshly mown, almost hand cut grass. You know, that's what kind of reminds me of. It's just there's no bugs, there's no holes. It's just maybe kind of like our front yard. 
<laughs> Mr. Scott has really done a great job. But It's Carlos who's doing the great job. Oh, okay, yes, that's right. My fault. Okay, but he makes me lie down in green pastures. It's verdant. It's green. It's plush. It's lush. But he makes me lie down like we have deer in our neighborhood. And I watch the mom and dad because when I go walking, I watch the mom and the dad and their babies. Most of the time the babies are pretty much back up in the uh, foliage. And then sitting down, just they, they know they're safe. They're not, they don't have a care in the world. But the mom and the dad, when I walk by, they're like, uh, don't even take a step over here. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, they're jittery peop- animals, but they're on the lookout. And the, the babies in the back, they're not worried about a thing. That's how it makes me feel. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Yeah, and I think, I think the makes is, is a forceful um, action. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we are so busy in this world. Um, um, we run night and day. We uh, burn the candle at both ends. We are f- overloaded with stress. And there are times when God just forces you. Sometimes it's illness. Sometimes it's just uh, circumstances. He forces us. One of the things that we have failed miserably in in this last um, 20 months of of the quarantine and the COVID pandemic is God has given all of his people a chance to sit at his feet and and and, and nourish ourselves mm-hmm. spiritually. Mm-hmm. And it's what a pasture's for. It's it's for nourishment, it's for rest. And we haven't done that. Um we we can't sit at home without and I say we generally, uh without twenty four hour a day cable news on. Um, we have to have an opinion. We have to see what's going on. And God is saying, hey, I'm here. How about this pasture I've given you? And and I, I believe, Paul, most of us have just failed miserably um, in, in, in really sitting down and saying, okay, Lord, speak to my heart. Just speak to my heart. It's not about what we're going to do. It's not about my fear right now. What about me, Lord, and what about today? And I, I think that's... Um, an area that we all need to sort of revisit mm-hmm. uh, as things get closer to back to normal. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to say, okay, I need pasture time every day. Yeah. yeah. We, we're inside four minutes, Paula. Let me get the phone numbers again. We'd love your calls and comments either on what we're talking about or, or any questions that you might have. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula? Mm-hmm. And the next one, which kind of goes with this, of course, is he leads me beside quiet waters. And, you know, I kind of look at that as um, what you're saying is going away and just um, in the next part says he refreshes my soul, leads me beside quiet waters where I can just, Lord, you know, you know the, the sheep won't even take a drink if the water's moving because they're, they're jittery animals. And he's like, be still and know that I'm God. I have you. I'm going to just stay right here by these quiet waters, and I'll refresh your soul. You know, when I when I get into God's Word, when I'm a little anxious or a little fretful about things, that's when my soul gets refreshed. His Word is true. He's true. Um, but he tells me, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication or petition. Make your requests known to God. When I'm when I run into his arms, then I can be settled down. Lord, this is happening. This is happening like I'm, like I'm telling him something. You know, he already knows. He says, I know all that. <laughs> I know all the details. We, we, we waste a lot of prayer time informing God, don't we? Yep. <laughs> yep, we surely do. You know, there's times when I'll say something and I'll say, well, I know how that sounds, but let me explain my heart to you. And say, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to explain my heart to you. You know my heart. <laughs> And, and that's a good place to be. We yeah. say, okay, God, you know my heart. I don't yeah. have to explain this stuff to you. That's right. So he uh, he refreshes your my soul, but the only way that happens is to get, to let him be the shepherd because he's not going to force us to follow him. He's like, I'm going this way. And this way, my way is grace and peace and quietness, but he won't force us. But once we get in line, with him, then he's going to guide us along the right paths for his name's sake. And 
you know, Lord, where are you going today? You know, like you say, what about me? What about today? Lord, where are you going today? Um, I want to be with you where you are. And, uh, you know, the things. We, we, we sing a song that says that. Where you go, I'll go. No. Which I, I want to be where. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can't sing it. And I, you know, and I can't name that tune in three notes. Yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paula, we'll pick up here on the other side of the break. Uh, we're coming to the end of this first half hour. This is the word to stand on for life. It is the date day edition. We've got a couple questions that have been sent in uh, that we'll get to at the top of the break. But we love your calls. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand on for life. We will be back in two minutes. back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the program our date day show 340-9585 paul here's a question from our mobile app from byron pastor ron and paula what can my wife and i do to handle adult children who are still living at home, who sometimes make bad decisions or have a crisis. How much of our time should we give them in helping them through it? Recently, we've both, we both have been overwhelmed with trials that our children are going through, and we're sort of brought into it. We want to help, but it becomes overwhelming, and we need our time too. It feels like a fine line we walk between those two points. We love them, but it's hard. Thank you for your input. Uh, and, and here's the thing, Paula. I, 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 we deal with parents in this situation all the time. And it is a fine line. And walking on the right side of that line requires us to sort of go in the opposite direction of our emotions. And we like to give in to emotions because we feel so guilty if we don't. The enemy is there to pound. What, what, what counsel would you give Byron and his wife? Yeah, you know... I don't know the reason why these adult children are still living at home um, if they're mentally or physically challenged or something. That would be one thing. Um, but why are, they, why are they still living in your home would be my first. Uh, now that they're adults and they're making bad decisions and having crises, um, they should be doing that on their own. Um, and not dragging you guys into it. Um, and so my my counsel would be uh, maybe you could help them to get their own apartment and then they can start living on their own. And I'm telling you, a lot of times uh, they can't afford to make bad decisions and have crises because they can't afford to have make bad decisions and have crises because um, apart from you and your wife, where now you're in that, where Ron and I are, we love the empty nest. Um, and yet um, you're not being able to enjoy that. And so that's my counsel. Yeah. You know, um, Byron and Mrs. Brian, Byron, mm-hmm. I mean, a um, couple of things. And uh, again, I know how harsh this sounds to people that are hurting and so uh, emotionally uh, attached to, to their kids. But we're not doing our kids any favors by by letting them remain at home. There is a time when it's time to say goodbye. One of my elders and his wife, uh, uh, they've just raised wonderful kids. And the kids, all but one of them now, are, are out of the house and, and living productive lives as adults. And um, um, the, the other one's a high schooler. And, um, you know, we've been teasing with them for years and years and years because he raises his kids to to know eighteen, you got to go. Yep, they give them luggage for graduation presents. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not it's not that they're mean at all. Their kids love them. They have a wonderful relationship with their kids. But they but but their idea is okay. It's time for you to go make your own way. We have raised you. We've shown you who Jesus is. Uh, we we've told you and we've shown you. 
Um, we've given you a set of values, and now it's time for you to go out on your own. And when you go out, you're not coming back. That's right. And 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 what they've done is raised responsible children, who who uh, make some bad decisions still, but they have to figure out how to to undo those bad decisions on their own. And I just don't think we're helping them. You know, we were created by God. To, to to raise up our children in the way they should go. Um, but it's their responsibility to do the and in the end part. Mm-hmm. They will not depart. Uh, kids have got to make choices. And when you've got kids who are living at home, um, assuming, Byron, that you're paying for them, that you're you're not charging them rent, um, but but they've got to be responsible. They've got, to, they've got to deal with the consequences of their bad choices. And when they get in trouble and they ask you to help and we jump in because mom and dad comes to the rescue, that's just sort of what our, our society does, we're really damaging our kids and we're, we're not being helpful at all. It's, it's just not the kind of love that, that the Bible describes. Um, teaching our children to stand on their own. At some point, every child has got to make a decision for Jesus. And I think too many times, especially when they're making bad choices, I think too many times they get in trouble, we bail them out. They know that's going to happen time and time again, and and they never have to deal with Jesus on their own. Now, you're a Christian. You've raised them to know who Christ is. Maybe they were raised in church. It doesn't matter. At some point, as an adult, they've got to stand on their own with Jesus. And when parents are continually in the way, um, we're, we're simply, we're not giving them the opportunity to say, okay, Lord, I got to deal with you. Yeah. I think two things, Byron, we got to remember that, that Jesus loves them way more than we do. Yeah. And secondly, our job isn't to make things easy for them. It's not to bail them out. Our job is to point them to Jesus. Yeah. And as an adult, it's time for your kids to go. It's that simple. And uh, um, we've, we've, we've counseled uh, many, many, many people over the years uh, tell your kids they've got two weeks, um, save some money, do whatever you have to do, go find an apartment, whatever you have to do, and then you and your wife live your life. Uh, I think the normal course of things, Paula, is that when kids are gone, the husbands and wives' life changes. And, and it changes in a sense, okay, now we're completely committed to serving the Lord. What do you want us to do, Lord? And as long as kids are in the way, the enemy will use them. One last thought here, uh, Paula, for Byron and his wife. Um, because it feels so harsh, there's always a mom or a dad, oh, but what are they going to do? Where are they going to go? Um, by forcing them to run to Jesus, he's the only one that can help them. They're going to have to be forced, sometimes through pain and through consequences, to make better choices. Yeah. And I, I just think it has to be. Uh, when Paula was sort of teasing about we love the empty nest, um, um, we our, our kids are friends. We love them with all of our heart. Um, we don't get to see them as often as we want because they live in California. But, um, you know, they, they, they've been raised to stand on their own two feet. And, and moms and dads, we've just got to uh, stop trying to keep our kids from getting in trouble. Yeah. Our kids know how to cook, they know how to clean, they know how to get a job and hold a job. You know, a lot of people have just, uh, like you said, bailed them out or spoiled their kids their whole life. You know, I don't like that job, I quit it again, and then they get to just come home and sit sit around for a while, and they're, they're never learning. The Bible says, you know, if you don't train up your child, you're really creating a, a, a bad citizen. Yeah, and that training is not like training a dog. It's it's discipline. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, if, if you're in a track meet, they give you white lines to run the race in, yeah. and you got to stay in those lines. Yeah. And that's what we're doing with our kids. And yeah. um, we're raising a whole bunch of, and, and sadly, even in the church, we're raising a whole bunch of mid twenties to early thirties something kids who are just never been forced to grow up. And it's not an attractive picture. Byron, we'll be praying for you. Thank you for the question. Here, Paula, is an anonymous question for you. For Mama Paula, did you ever imagine when you were praying for God to save your husband that he would turn you and Pastor Ron's marriage and lives into something so beautiful 
that it would bless thousands and thousands of people for generations. And then she says, wow, he is so good. How would you respond to the question? I would say amen. God's word says that he gives us things greater than we could ever ask or imagine. I just wanted a husband to get saved and take me to church. I had no idea because God is so good, so big. Um, he, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Not in a million years would I have ever thought that, that this is where we'd be. So, no. <laughs> I knew that was going to make you cry. Uh, God is just so good. You know, I pray, Lord, um, we just want to be sources of encouragement for people. And um, hanging in there with you, um, Lord, has produced all of this. And, you know, it's I don't feel like we're even close to the end either. And so whatever you're, whoever you, this is, thank you so much because we need to always remember how good God is. Because um, in our kids' last two years of high school, I thought, because Ron had told me we're going to get divorced as soon as the kids graduate from high school. And to, you know how Ron says all the time, um, God is never late, but he's never early either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, no, I, I am I'm blown away, absolutely blown away by what God has done and is doing. Yeah. And grateful. That's I like, um, we need to be grateful Christians, yeah. all of us. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I told you I was walking the other day because you said, you know, start uh, revisiting your gifts. And I'm just going to say a little silly thing, but it's pretty big for me. So I was praying in my regular language, and then I started praying in, in my tongue. And I asked Gino this because, you know, he's all languages. You know, he can he can speak everything. He just fakes it. He just <laughs> <laughs> I said, Gino, what is what does gratitude mean? And he said, you mean like, grazie, thank you? I was like, well, that's what I thought, gratitude. You know, it's like gratitude, duh, gratitude. But yeah, so I want to be, uh, I'm grateful, but I want to be even more grateful. I want to be grateful for the big stuff, but I want to be grateful for the little stuff too, you yeah, know? I, I don't think we have to worry about being great, more grateful. I think all we have to do is remember to be grateful when difficult times come along. Yeah. I mean, in, 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 in normal times, you know, our hearts are singing to the Lord mm-hmm. constantly and, mm-hmm. and it just just gratitude flows. You can't be a born-again Christian filled with the Spirit of God and not be grateful. Yeah. But, but there are things that happen that break our hearts. Yeah. So it's in those times when we really have to remember, um, Lord, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in, the ladies on Monday nights were in Philippians. And Paul must say rejoice or joy a bunch of times. And right in the first few um, verses where he says, um, you know, I rejoice always because of you. And then he lists all these reasons. One, he had Timothy, so he wasn't alone. Um, He had other people who were watching his life and and becoming emboldened to preach the the word, you know, and I listed like 10 things. Jesus is his Lord. God is his father. You know, I mean, he had elders because Paul's in prison. He had elders and deacons who were stepping up to the plate, like the men at the retreat. And, and yeah. as we said, he said, because of my chains, uh, the, the, the brothers had become even bolder yeah, yeah. In, in proclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Because when you think about what, what's he got to be? happy about or joyful about or rejoicing for, um, he's in prison. But then he lists uh, all these things that, you know, he could be grateful for. And he, and he was evidently chained to people, and every few hours or so, <laughs> you know, that Philemon verse 6, pray that you be active in sharing your faith so you know every good thing. And I think because Paul shared his faith all the time, he was, re- I bet you he could hear cha-ching, well done, Paul. There's another one, another man who just got saved. 
and he his life will affect his families. And so he had a lot to be grateful for. Okay, God, I know why I'm here. That's another thing to be grateful for. Know why you're here. You know, I know my gift is encouragement. And so even in the discouraging time, that's when I shine the best, you know, because I have to say, Lord, I'm, my heart is broken. I'm sad, too. We have some friends who just lost a, a friend of theirs, um, and it's like, man, man. Okay, so how do we how do we rejoice in this? Well, he loved Jesus with all of his heart, so we're grieving, and yet we know where he is and we'll see him again. And so you have to get, you have to switch your mindset to heaven and not just... Mm. Paul say renewed thinking. Yeah. We have to think new yeah. every day in difficult times. Paula, we got our friend Jeff on line one from San Antonio. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this is Luther Vandross. Um, <laughs> is this the big Luther or the thin Luther? This the thin, the thin Luther. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something good. Wow, wow. Huh. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So I got I got bit by that Acts twenty eight snake right in the rumpus two days before the men's retreat, and I couldn't go. Oh. And, and it's like it didn't wait till after it had to it had it had to bite on me a couple of days before. I really struggled with that because you know it's like something I was really looking forward to really for the past couple of years. And uh, but it was a it was a family issue, and you already were talking about it in this half hour but it really came as soon as i heard what was going on i was like i was just listening to pastor ron's parent series and exactly what he said no you're gonna if you're gonna send your kids away to college you just better be prepared for what they're going to come back with and so my my stepdaughter has decided that she wants to become a lesbian and i just want you guys to encouraged me in that, talked to us about that. Uh, it was a really difficult uh, four days out there. And, you know, her parents are beside themselves, and they're not talking. I mean, she's not talking to them, but she'll talk to me. And I realize that my place as a stepfather is to be sure that she knows that I love her, but I absolutely don't agree at all with her her rationality, her thinking, and I'm reminding her, hey, you were baptized just eight months ago. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to hang up and let y'all have fun with that, and I appreciate it. I miss y'all and hope to see you. Thank you, Jeff, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. for the pain that you are all going through. You know, uh, Paula, this is one of those times when, when we have to remember as Christians and what people say. Um, getting baptized, answering an altar call, um, uh, being raised in church. None of that really matters uh, apart from a change of heart. And somebody who met Jesus, and I always put it very personally, if you meet my Jesus, it's going to change your thinking. It's going to change your direction, everything. And um, um, Jeff, uh, the the one thing you can't do as a, as a parent is is um, give any appearance of approval. Um, she's making bad decisions. She's going to have to live with the consequences of those decisions. And I think it's just one of those things, Jeff, where um, there's going to be a lot of pain. Uh, and she always needs to know that you're there. Now, whatever influence you have on her real father and, and, uh, uh, and, and mother... Um, you know, uh, this isn't the time to shut her out of their lives. Uh, this is the time to stand with and for Jesus and say, uh, we love you and our door and our hearts are always open, but it has to be on his terms. And so when this doesn't work out, when your heart remains empty, then we're going to be the ones who are going to be here for you because we want you to know we love you. We want you to know that God loves you, but you're making a choice to rebel against God um, you're making a choice that is completely um, in contradistinction to the, the statement, the public statement you made it with baptism. And, and so now you're going to have to deal with the pain. And, and I think that's a loving warning for her. Let me give you one, um, just somebody that you can uh, listen to. 
there's a woman named Jackie Hill Perry. Uh, she's all over social media, YouTube and, and others. Uh, and this is a girl who who uh, came out of that lifestyle. Um, she is now married and has kids. But um, she's a young woman, uh, a black woman. Um, she was the masculine uh, part of the, the relationships that she was in. And uh, she met Jesus. She fell in love with Jesus. And God has given her a, a huge platform and she is so faithful and so committed to the Lord. And basically what she said, and she says it over and over and over, is that I had to make a choice between who I thought I was or who I thought, thought I wanted to be and going to heaven. It really was a matter of heaven or hell for eternity. And when she determined that Jesus was real, uh, she made the choice and she's never looked back. Now, it's not been an easy um, um, transformation for her. And and this isn't to say that all people with same-sex attraction, suddenly God touches them and, and they, they no longer have that attraction. But 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 it, it, it speaks of choices that need to be made uh, that will affect us in eternity. So uh, my heart goes out to you and to your wife. May uh, the Lord comfort you. Um, don't let anger overwhelm you um, sadness yeah um, but never stop praying for and please tell, tell her parents don't cut off a relationship again it's got to be on Jesus terms but she always needs to know that she can come home when she wants to follow Jesus I'm so sorry Jeff and we're sorry that we missed you at the retreat as well yeah. And another thing is don't uh, fall into hopelessness either, because as long as there's life, there's breath. And, and as Ron is talking about Jackie Hill Perry, there's there's probably even more who have come to their senses, so to speak, and and thought, is this person worth going to hell for or is my emotional state or all these other people uh, affirming you know, I'm getting attention this way because um, we all naturally rebel. You know, tell me not to do something. That's what I want to do. Um, is that worth going to hell for? So mm-hmm. don't don't let anybody fall into hopelessness. You just keep standing for Jesus, as Pastor Ron said, and uh, continue praying. Jeff, her book, Jackie O'Perry's book is called um, um, uh, Gay Girl, Good God. And and if she won't watch uh, YouTube, watch her her teachings or messages, uh, that book is is uh, so powerful. So, uh, gay girl, good God, yeah. and keep praying. As Paula said, keep praying. Yeah. Uh, the Lord has had me on one knee uh, more than once now. Um, actually, not even aware that the people were um, lesbian had me get down on one knee and and tell them that I was representing Jesus and that he was proposing marriage to them. And one lady in particular just kind of walked away. You know, she's like, what in the world? That's what I was saying too, what in the world? But um, she went back home to California and the Lord did not let that proposal from him go on deaf ears because she did get saved and Shortly thereafter, found out she had cancer, and man, was she ever an advocate for the Lord. So um, don't fall into hopelessness. Yeah, let me just say to everybody, and this is a a very short rant because we only have a couple of minutes left, but, but we need to realize that when we send our kids away to college, we're sending them to the University of Sodom and Gomorrah. And everything that they say they stand for is going to be tested, it's going to be stolen from them if it's possible, and and if they're not prepared, they're going to be overwhelmed by by the wickedness all around them, and it's really when 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 evil being good uh, becomes routine, it's just one of those things um, to, to all of you. Um, the idea that we have to send our kids to college these days absolutely makes no sense at all. You're sending your children, and you're paying to do it. You're sending your children um, into the devil's lair. So, Paul, I, that's enough of a rant. you got two, less than two minutes. 
Okay, so the word, God's word, I'm just going to, for me to get up and get in it every day um, in order to be changed and have enduring changes is the very best thing. So I'm just going to exhort everyone to um, do that. I, I love the Daniel study. The title of Daniel study from last night was God Knows Stuff. <laughs> he knows stuff. He knows our past, our present, and our future. And he's asking us, um, Christians, all Christians, to pray for our leaders, whether we agree with them or not, and to pray for, um, you know, Gino was saying, as he was teaching, he says, for those pastors who are standing up and proclaiming the word of God, not adding to or subtracting from, but stand up and preaching faithfully, we ought to give thanks every day. And so for all of us who are Christians, the Lord is busy about his business using us. So um, the time is short. He's coming soon. Let's be about our Father's business. So that's what I got. The word, the word, the word. What does our, our teaching program say at the end? Fall in love with the Bible. You will fall in love with Jesus. We promise. We promise. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Word, The Stand of Her Life, the date day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. By the way, tomorrow night, Paula, we get to go to heaven. Ooh. Revelation chapter 4. Lord willing, I'll be back on KSLR AM 630, The Word. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh, yeah.